This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to episode 21 of Mutual Aberration Society. Uh, as always, um, I'm Ryan Jackson, and man, um, today's a very uh, solo dolo effort. Uh, I'm going to do this kind of Lex G movie podcast style. Um, no guest. Um, and the big reason for that was I just got home. Uh, I was actually in Atlanta uh, for the past week working on a writing job. So um, I figured it's probably a little less easy to a little less easy. Huh, no. Learned how to speak. <laughs> I feel like it would have been uh, just it's just a. Uh, more easy um, to just do a solo podcast, given that I was just, uh, I had a lot going on, you know, I was trying to focus on the task at hand while I was out in Atlanta, and I just didn't really want to take uh, up time trying to schedule a guest, and you know, honestly, it's kind of cool because I started this podcast doing this, um, before I stopped this podcast and restarted it, um, was uh, I was initially doing solo episodes where I just talked in a mic about a specific film that I felt uh, didn't get enough, uh, I don't know, didn't get enough hype or films that just people never really uh, seemed to have any opinions about um, are for people that, you know, aren't aware of uh, certain movies besides the big more popular releases uh that was the initial um genesis of mutual aberration society in the first place and i feels like uh after 20 solid you know episodes it's cool to sort of you know um have this episode um this very uh appropriately uh titled jacked up episode because i'm going to be talking about um a movie uh called all jacked up and full of worms a voice crawled into my brain like a parasite. Roscoe? Roscoe? I'm, uh, I'm going to be a dad. Oh, congratulations. That's great. Yeah, my baby's in that box. Hope it's all right. I didn't drop it or nothing. <laughs> no, man, man. It's all good. I'm going to raise you to be a man. Sorry, I don't have a mama yet. I have to find one for you. You want to be my baby or my daddy? Yes. Are you scared? Hey, I'm a baby. Are you scared? I'm usually better. Yeah, me too. I, I wish, I wish things were more open. 
were wondering if we could have the house for the night. I'm, I'm just gonna do some worms. What are worms? I have another idea. Just try them. What do they look like? They were worms. You like them? All right. Yeah? Yeah. jacked up and full of worms i mentioned this uh on my last podcast episode with david simmons that this was a movie i i wanted to see it was actually playing at the local uh kind of art house movie theater where i'm at called the esquire but i missed it i was actually uh in columbus at the time um while it was playing so i didn't get really get a chance to watch it actually ironically i think it was in Columbus, too, at the Nightmares Festival. But again, I was in Columbus um, uh, spending time uh, with my lovely girlfriend. And, you know, it was kind of her birthday weekend. So priorities, you know, I think uh, she 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 uh, was more important to me. Um, I mean, come on, guys, you know, step it up, you know. I mean, cinema's forever, right? But love is forever. See, guys, you know. Mutual Aberration Society is a podcast for lovers, not just of film, <laughs> not just of art, but of actual love. <laughs> uh, and this is why I tend not to do solo episodes as much as I used to, because uh, I tend to just rant and ramble even more uh, incoherently, or probably not incoherent, but um, all over the place. Uh, and I feel like having someone to sort of have an actual back and forth with helps me sort of reel myself back in. So, um, but again, this episode, I'm, you know, it's, it's episode 21 all jacked up. So it's going to be all fucking jacked up. So, you know, um, you either with me, uh, or, you know, you're not, um, but hopefully you're with me cause you know, don't be, uh, you know, don't be, don't be a, a fucking, a fair weather, fair weather listener. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I really did want to see this movie. Um, it was one of those movies that I heard about uh, because I think one, the main, one of the uh, actors in the movie, uh, Betsy Brown, I'm a big uh, fan of her her work. Um, I really like uh, her. I just like her performances and the stuff. And also, I mean, I know she directs too, and I need to still see her movie Actors, uh, which uh, I got invited to that to one of the many screenings that uh, the movie has had. Uh, but I just couldn't get to New York. It wasn't possible at the time. Um, but I still really uh, want to see that. But I think her being in this movie uh, put this movie on my radar. Um, but then once I looked into it, watched the trailer, saw what it was about, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to I gotta see this movie. Um, it's by a director uh, by the name of Alex Phillips. Um, and I will go ahead and read the letterbox synopsis for people to get a understanding of what it all jacked up in full of worms is about now i don't know if this is going to necessarily help i have my uh suspicions that it won't but let's read it um so 
A maintenance man for a seedy motel embarks on a path of self-destruction through the alleyways of Chicago after he discovers a hidden stash of powerful hallucinogenic worms. Okay, cool. I mean, that's as good as you're going to get because this movie's not really about its plot. Um, and I've had this discussion with other guests before about movies um, not being about plot, you know, or, or, or movies that are about characters uh, and the plot is in service to the characters and how modern movies that are made now is, is the reverse, right? Um, as, it, as in the characters are in service to the plot. Well, All Jacked Up and Full of Worms is definitely not one of those movies. It is one of the movies where the plot is really insignificant. Um, and honestly, I mean... It's a pretty, first of all, it's like barely over an hour. Um, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It definitely has a lot of, uh, it gets it gets sticky. It's a very sticky movie. Uh, it gets a lot of splashy um, in, in a sense. Um, and it's definitely uh, gonzo. You know, I think gonzo is a good, a good descriptor for this movie. Uh, it's a gonzo fucking movie uh, about people taking worms that get them high. Um and then it goes into i mean it's just bizarre from top to bottom and it manages and here's the thing movies like this that have this kind of this kind of similar tone um you really got to like you really got to go all the way you know balls out when you try and do something uh in this vein and uh this movie definitely does that um and that's why, to me, this movie's uh, it works, and it's worthy of uh, it's worthy of being watched. Uh, it's, I think I think uh, it's a scrappy little you know a scrappy little movie. Um, and, and I don't even know like uh, to talk about this movie in a sort of like plot by plot kind of way seems kind of I don't know. It just seems like this isn't even necessarily the type of movie that warrants that kind of uh, beat or blow by blow kind of uh, overview of it. I will just simply say um, it has some very memorable scenes in it. Um, very sort of. Uh, I mean, it has gore, but like honestly, I mean, it's not like realistic gore. It's not like uh, this. These sort of like sophisticated special makeup effects style practical gore uh it's you know uh, uh set pieces it doesn't necessarily have that but it's not one of those kind of movies it does have that stuff but it's like more so lo-fi like just like the whole movie it's like even the effects that are in, uh, that are in the movie are very like lo-fi but they're used correctly um this is a movie that um knows its budget and sort of uses i said this again because you know i tend to if you haven't noticed, over 20 episodes in, I tend to say a lot of the same things. Um, but uh, I will say that uh, this this movie has uh, used its sort of low-budgetness as an aesthetic choice. And I always say, you know, when you're working on movies of certain scales, you should definitely factor in the scale when it comes to the overall aesthetic of the thing you're making. And uh, this uh, director, Alex Phillips, definitely uh, definitely did that. 
I mean, um, and shout out to him. Um, definitely uh, would like to pick his brain uh, about this movie um, because there is it is it is one of those movies where it's just you know it's intentionally out there, you know, but in the best way. It's not it's not like some some uh it's not something that like even if you are watching this movie and you're like why am I you know what what, what the fuck which is which honestly is a uh, perfectly normal response to this kind of movie especially if you go in completely unaware of what you're about to get yourself into or what you're getting yourself into um it is definitely a movie that makes you you know feel like like okay am I wasting my time but I'm that's not you know I know that kind of sounds like I'm like being diminishing but I'm not I mean that in the best way um you know because like sometimes a, a movie when you're being exposed to a movie you know you're like yo why am I why am I like why why am I spending my time watching this you know that could that could lean one of two polar polar opposite sort of ways <laughs> uh which is you know on one end it, that's a bad thing but on the other end it's like no it's it's a great thing because you're experiencing some you know weird wild ass you know piece of work right and i feel like this this falls into that category which is it's like hey you may find yourself wondering like what what am i watching um but the filmmaker understands that you're probably going to think that and uh keeps the movie sort of keeps keeps you off balance enough and keeps the movie sort of uh going at a pace where next thing you know um you're at the end of the movie and you're like wow you know what just happened you know um and I feel like that's an effective way to make a movie that is you know on this kind of vibe or in this kind of this a movie that's on this kind of wavelength um yeah um well like I said I'm not even going to call this episode, you know, all jacked up and full of worms. I'm just going to call it all jacked up because this episode is pretty um, all jacked up because I just got off a plane last night, landed late, um, you know, been running around Atlanta, uh, working on some stuff. Uh, I would go into depth about it, but I did sign some NDAs. Um, but I will say this. It wasn't a film um, that I was working on, um, ironically. Uh but it is film adjacent, um, some of the stuff that I was writing. Um, and we'll see where it goes. Um, but it couldn't have come at a better time because I needed some, you know, writing money, so to speak, because it's wintertime and uh, your boy's got uh, car issues. <laughs> and it, it, ha it was just the right time that another writing thing came to me. Um, like I said, another another podcast uh or another part of this podcast, uh, as I can't speak correctly, I told you I'm all jacked up. Uh, but another part of this podcast is to talk about sort of, you know, um, the lives of people pursuing, um, creative, not just careers, but like creative paths, you know, people who walk that sort of creative path in their lives. And, um, so I do want to have, you know, a lot of moments on this podcast 
where I talk about those things. And, and when I mean those things, I mean how they affect my life specifically, you know, and the things that I have to uh, deal with or go through, um, you know. Um, so I feel like, yeah, to talk about that a little bit, uh, you know, I've gotten to the point now where it's just like I'm, I, I come in and I work on things and, you know, I interact with other sort of creative people. Um, and I have a lot of interesting conversations with a lot of creative people. You typically when I'm on doing jobs, um, and I've had a, had a couple of really dope conversations while I was away, um, with some people who, who they're, you know, they have different sort of jobs in terms of what they do, but it's still, they still do, uh, art. They still do things that, that fall under that umbrella of being in, um, an artistic pursuit. Uh, and it was just dope to chop it up with those people and see, sort of hear their stories and, and like, you know, the sort of things that they, the ups and downs, the financial successes, the losses they've took. And I've had, I had a lot of, uh, um, conversations like that over over the past, you know, several years with with different with all different types of people. But you know, conversations like that are like therapy for me. You know, um, and I feel like you know I can't speak for the other people, but I feel like for everybody involved, it has to be sort of you know therapeutic to get in, you know, and chop it up with other people who sort of can relate to that. Like you know, because again, like everybody on some level can relate to you know, to sort of the, the, the system that, uh, we all live under, um, which is take a shot, uh, capitalism, right. And, and specifically that special kind of hyper American capitalism that we all are subjected to. Um, everyone feels sort of the, the, the pressure of being, of having to sort of maintain your existence under this shit, right? Um, and that goes double for people trying to do stuff like this, you know what I mean? Um, it's hard enough for everybody, you know, but it's an, it's another thing altogether when you're trying to make um, art because there's a, there's a, there, you know, this, this shit is not set up for people to do that. You know what I'm saying? This shit is set up to, to tell everyone to not even, you know, not even tap into that, you know, side of your brain. And if you're, you know, or unless you can make a profit, you know, and unless you can make it make sense, if you can make it make sense and make it a commercially profitable or viable thing, then they'll let you do that. But if you're doing anything that's not, um, that has more sort of artistic pursuits, then probably chances are it's not going to be, uh, commercially, um, as appealing to the people who, who sort of are in positions to give you sort of money to do that, right? So therefore, you're probably going to have to forge a path on your own to make the thing that you want to make. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you're lucky, you're able to strike that balance. And the thing that you're trying to make is something that, like, while maybe people didn't necessarily see its value uh, on the surface, uh, once the thing was made, you know... Um, it made money and people then were like, Oh, it, this is actually something that does work. You know, um, that's, you know, that's, I feel like that's the goal for a, a lot of people, you know, who make, who make things. Um, but yeah, damn, 
God, this episode is all over the place. Uh, but yeah, I was in Atlanta. Um, had some interesting stories. Again, can't really say a lot because I signed a fucking NDA. Um, but uh, there'll be more on that in the future. Um, I just have to kind of, I think I just have to kind of wait till some things sort of happen or some time goes by before I can really talk at, in depth or at length about any of that shit. But, you know, um, I have a shitload of stories and I just, you know, have a few more coming back from there. Um, I also watched another movie, uh, shout out to, uh, J. David Osborne, um, because he mentioned, uh, he had DM'd me about a, a movie called, um, Project Wolf Hunting. Um, he had asked me if I had the subtitles for it and I said, no, but I think I can get them. And, uh, I found the subtitles for him and I sent them to him. Um, and then I downloaded the movie because I was like, why not? Cause I wanted to test the subtitles to see if they worked. And yeah, they did. And then I was like, all right, well, well I'm going to watch this movie. Um, now Project uh, Wolf Hunting is, it is a uh, Korean movie. You know how I love Korea. If I haven't said that before, uh, I'm saying it now. Um, I, I love uh, Korean cinema. Um, this is more of a, a, a genre movie. Um, it's fun though. It's it's fun. It's like, it starts out in, um, as like Con Air on a boat you know, um, which, you know, there's this boat that is taking these criminals, these Korean criminals, uh, back to Korea. I believe they had captured them in the Philippines or, uh, and yeah, yeah, something to that effect. Right. And, but then these criminals, they like, they basically aboard the boat, take it over, start killing people. Um, but it doesn't end there. Um, then the movie kind of changes, changes into sort of like this horror adjacent, kind of thing when uh this uh character gets loose that's not quite human um and he starts literally fucking everyone up in sight um he's like a murder machine and the movie basically becomes like a south korean highlander you know um i mean not highlander that's wrong <laughs> there can only be one no and this one there can only be none because everyone must die uh no a south korean uh universal soldier yeah yeah uh and I don't want to, you know, ruin it. Maybe that does ruin it by saying it goes Universal Soldier. But it's like Universal Soldier, but, like, more insane. Like, it's like this endless, endless, like, geysers of blood. Um, and the, the plot is so fucking convoluted. Um, and it's, like, a lot of, like, heavy exposition and goofy flashbacks. But it never gets in the way of it being entertaining. Um, it's, you know, it was very very entertaining movie despite sort of its uh flaws um when it comes to to sort of its convolutedness and you know sometimes you know you can get away with doing that you know especially uh when you're just doing something that's sort of like again falls in line with with uh the first movie i talked about gonzo you know um all jacked up and full of worms was definitely gonzo uh and I will say Project Wolf Hunting uh, is is another is another Gonzo ass uh, film, um, but definitely if you're able to see that movie, uh, check it out because it's it's definitely worth uh, it's definitely worth watching. Um, I try to highlight movies that you know are worth watching. Um, I'm definitely probably going to do an episode on the new McDonough movie um, coming up because I'm a big McDonough head. I don't know uh, if anyone. Uh, who listens, I'm pretty sure people who listen to this are hip to Martin McDonough in Bruges. 
Um, but his new movie, uh, The Banshees of Ishernin or Isher, I'm probably fucking the title up. Um, but uh, that's one that's on my list that I'm probably going to do a, uh, an episode of Mutual Aberration Society about. But uh, uh, I'm just a big fan of, of him as a, as a playwright. Um, not as big a fan of him as uh, uh, of his American efforts. You know, his American efforts like Seven Psychopaths. Uh, three billboards across Ebbing, Missouri. Like those movies kind of like, I just feel like, uh, McDonough doesn't really understand, uh, American movies. Um, and yeah, but when he's, when he's doing sort of stuff based in Ireland, you know, sort of in Ireland with our, with Irish characters or people from the UK, those, it's just, I feel like that's his sweet spot. That's what he knows. Um, and the Banshees of uh, Inishir, and I'm probably, my, for my Irish peeps, the, anybody, do I have any Irish listeners? I probably don't have any Irish listeners. Shout out to my Irish non-existent listeners. Um, sorry for fucking up, you know, Inishirin, or however you say that. Uh, that'll be one that I, I will definitely most likely be talking about in the near future. Um, even though that's a movie that I feel like we'll be getting a lot of coverage, because I do feel like... That's potential, you know, that's a potential Oscar nominee. Uh, at least that's the way it looks like. It looks like at the timing of the releasing. Plus McDonough, you know, he's been nominated. Uh, he's won an Oscar uh, for his short movie, uh, Six Shooter, uh, before he even made In Bruges. You know, before he made a feature, he had won an Oscar for a short. So McDonough, and again, McDonough is this, you know, he has a lot of uh, clout when it comes to like being a playwright as well. So. And he's doing it with Colin Farrell again. Um, he's bringing back the whole the whole gang. It was a uh, what's the guy Brandon Gleason, um, who's also in In Bruges. I guess they're both they're both in Banshees. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a reteaming. It's a McDonough with with uh, Gleason and in Colin Farrell. So yeah, how could you go wrong with that? Uh, I don't know, um, but definitely go check it out. Um, it's in theaters now. Um, I'm probably gonna go see it uh in the theaters because um i missed all jacked up and full of worms and i was kicking myself and i also missed terrifier too um in the theater which i was kicking myself about um both all, both of those are on screen box ironically uh so i feel like yo just let, let's stop missing movies in the theater that you know you want to watch in the theater go watch them in the theater while you can um yeah because the theater is uh it is uh, dying. It is a dying. I don't think it'll ever completely die. It'll always be a spot. But, but I feel like it's in terms of its like viability, um, the way it used to be because of you know streaming and you know these giant TVs that you know people have now with fucking 4K and you know uh, like it just makes a lot of sense for people to just stay home and watch movies as opposed to to, to going uh, out to the theater. And I think AMC stock just plummeted. Um, yeah. Um, my dad used to work for AMC. Um, so, and he didn't really like them as a company. So fuck AMC. Um, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we, we, we riding against AMC. Long live movies though. But AMC, you can eat some dicks. Because uh, I remember when my dad had his company. Um, his cleaning company. And he, he said he did not really like uh, the way he was treated by AMC 
So, you know, they the ops. AMC's the ops. So they fail. Um, it's all good. But we still need movies to be around. So, I mean, AMC, if you're listening, you know, if you're listening to Mutual Aberration Society, um, I'm open to uh, ending this beef. Uh, if you come and approach me, um, but you got to come to the table with, with, with something. You got to offer me something. You got to offer me something. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe finance my, my directorial debut. Um, we might be able to work something out, but I don't want any notes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know, like, just give me the motherfucking, I know you guys aren't really, that's not really your specialty. You're a distributor, but I do know that you, you guys are dipping your toes into some original content. So, um, I need final cut. Um, I also need to retain ownership of the character rights of the of the people in the movie. You guys can distribute it. We can be fifty fifty partners, and then we can squash the beef uh, that 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 you guys uh, started by uh, you know disrespecting my pops. You know, um, until then it's on site. You know, it's on site for AMC. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, I know this is, we're actually approaching, um, you know, it's the awards, it's award season, right? And, and I've been looking at a lot of sort of the trailers, uh, for some of the movies that are in contention. Um, I'm, I still need to see a triangle of sadness. I did. I did think the trailer looked, you know, very good. I like the director. Uh, he did uh, the square, but he also did uh, uh, Force Majeure, which I really fucked with Force Majeure. So I got to check out Triangle of Sadness. Um, Tar. I spoke about Tar a little bit with Gabriella on a previous episode, uh, and yeah, the Night Moves episode. She mentioned Tar. I still haven't seen Tar. Um, but I'm interested and I'm, it's on my list to see Tar. Uh, it's one of those movies that again, like I had, I just, I, like I told her, I, I really have a, a blank, a blind spot for that director and that filmmaker. Um, but, um, I think I need to remedy that. I definitely need to go and, and give that, 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 a, that movie a shot. Uh, what else, what else is out there uh, in terms of terms of movies um that david o russell movie it looks horrible um uh i'm not gonna watch that it, it again it's one of those star-studded casts where it's like yeah but like do i really want to see all of these people in this movie together specifically you know what i mean like wh- why 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 i think i mentioned that too when gabriella was on my episode um but yeah i don't think i'm gonna see the, the, that one uh yeah there's just a lot of there's a lot of films, um, there's a lot of films that I need to really, uh, get into. Maybe we should do, maybe I should, we, because, <laughs> you know, this, this podcast is nothing without its listeners, right? Um, but, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, there'll be a mutual, uh, Aberration Society, uh, Oscars episode, even though I do feel like it would be an episode to, 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 to really talk about how Ill- or, or to delegitimize the Oscars because I really do feel like it is in like uh in terms of like film quality and uh the academy itself I feel like it's really uh if it ever was um about quality filmmaking it's not about it that anymore um it's it's all about inside sort of Hollywood politics and uh 
having certain um, aesthetics of being, you know, uh, cool. aesthetics of prestige. You know, that's something I say a lot, like some things that have the aesthetic of prestige and what people would deem as prestigious are of merit or that warrant discussion. But really, when you peel back the hood, you realize like, oh, there's like nothing under it. It's bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like this stuff is very, sh very shallow art, uh, very a lot of times just not even good. Like um, and I feel like that's what the Oscars have become. Um it's just a glorified MTV, they're like they're they're like MTV movie awards with 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 sheen, you know, with a fucking, uh, with a very prestigious sheen attached or applied to it. Uh, it's not really a, yeah. Um, also, I saw uh, I meant I meant to pick up uh, that uh, new Tarantino book, uh, Cinema Speculation. Um, I still will. I didn't, I was going to get it when it came out. Um, I even like called Barnes and Nobles like a couple of days before and was like, yo, you guys get, you know, um, can you hold me a copy, uh, when it gets in or whatever. And, uh, I still haven't went to Barnes and Nobles to get it. Um, but I will. Um, I just, you know, I'm interested in checking it out. I'm pretty sure it'll be a mixed bag. Um, I don't know. Like, kind of, you know, I see the sort of, uh, I don't know, like, uh, there's certain, there's a certain type of person who I've seen, um, posting pictures of, of, of their book, of the book, like, I've got the cinema, you know, on, and I'm just like, dude, like, you know, some annoying LA types, uh, now there's been some cool people who have posted the book, uh, Shout out to uh, my good friend Mike Lee. Mike Lee picked it up, posted a copy. Mike's a good. Mike's cool. I, you know, I fuck with him. Um, but, but I've seen some other people posting posting the book who are like, you know, uh, Hollywood people, um, screenwriter type people. Yeah, I've even seen somebody post a, a very uh, shallow review of the book. The book had been out like one day, and they already have a a, a review of the book, and it's like. It's a glowing book about a fucking, you know, just horrible, uh, shitty, uh, like, mindless reviews that are just, you know, showering it with praise using fucking cliched ass fucking, uh, uh, like, get a, th I mean, listen, if you're gonna use a thesaurus, like, if you're gonna and, and and use it to use words that people don't always use, like I, I you know, if you're gonna fucking uh, write a fucking uh, a review that's just basically uh, blowing, you know, the creator, uh, at least like make the language colorful or not, you know, so fucking cliche, like, you know what I mean, like. I don't know, man. Like, that's the one thing about me. It's like, I hate cliche. Like, um, sometimes, you know, as, as a, as a, as a person who has, uh, taken jobs where I'm writing for hire, they want cliche shit and I fucking hate it, dog. Like I can do it because who can, it's cliche. Um, but it's always try. I always try to like, if I'm forced to do some cliche writing or some cliche shit, then I try to do it as like, straightforward as possible and try to like not lean into the cliche you know what i'm saying just kind of like do it and just do it in a way that's just like compact and concise and quick 
uh, yeah, <laughs> I know my tangents are just like, what is he talking about? I'm talking about something very specific, but I'm also being vague when I say this, uh, because I really don't, um, want anybody to sort of listen to this, um, and think that I'm directly talking about certain people or certain things specifically, um, because yeah, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I am in a way kind of talking about certain shit, but like, I don't want, you know, people to sort of get this idea that like, um, I have an issue with someone to the point where I'm trying to like call them out. Like, I don't have issues with any of these fucking people, um, who I talk about really like, what is an issue? You know, what is an issue? An issue to me is like a fucking a new comic book. I don't even read comic books anymore, <laughs> but that's an issue. Like it, it's an issue or a magazine, another another new uh, an, uh, 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 a fucking magazine. That's an issue. <laughs> um, but no, I don't have any real issues with any of these people um, in Hollywood. Um, I just know what 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 a lot of the people um who are part of that world all, I just know what I'm dealing with who I'm dealing with um and you know what um if I if I fuck with you then you know I fuck with you you know if you know there's not a it's not it's not really um I make it clear um like cuz it's love like you know um if if I fuck with somebody uh then I truly do. And and the people who, who I do do business with or work with or collaborate with who sort of do film related stuff, they know, you know, they know that I'm, they know that like I'm a solid dude. They know that, they know that, that I got, you know, uh, that I've got love for these, you know, love and, 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 you know, and I know that, you know, I know that I can work with them. Um, so yeah, that's another thing that like I'm not really concerned too much uh about making you know, that that and this was another reason why I sort of uh uh I started to do a podcast. Why? Because everyone does a podcast and because I'd like to hear myself talk. Um I don't really like to hear myself talk despite what people may believe, but I do have a lot to say and uh, and honestly, uh podcasts like this are definitely therapeutic they're definitely uh a way for me to you know think out loud um and if you talk into a mic and make a podcast it makes you seem uh less likely to be committed because <laughs> if, if you were just talking if I was just talking like this and there was no microphone um that would be kind of weird uh people would probably be worried about me right um there's a lot of reasons why I do this podcast though for sure I mean but that's one of them uh yeah but having you know having just worked on some stuff um and I'm still actually working on that thing um it's not done uh but again NDAs right can't say can't say much uh but having been working on some stuff that uh is adjacent to film, but not quite technically film, but, um, it's very interesting. Um, 
I've done a lot of things. Um, I've done a lot of different types of like writing um, at this point in my life. Um, And this is just another different type that I get to add to sort of, you know, uh, my unofficial resume. Um, It's ironic because I don't really have a resume, but I do. Um, cause I'm not really one of those types of people. I'm not really a, I'm a resume guy or whatever. Like I got into this to not be that, you know, I got into, you know, and let me just go off on my tangent cause you know, it's my podcast and I don't have any guests, you know, and I don't have a guest to stop me or to like, look at on the, on, you know, and, and look them in the eyes, you know, over the zoom <laughs> or even in person, which I plan on doing in person, uh, some in-person episodes as well, but like, I don't have them to like re you know, ground me back to the, or bring me back down to the ground in terms of like, Oh, you're, you're going out there, Ryan. So I'm going to go on my tangent. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't like, I will say this. Okay. Like I got into this because I have, you know, that kind of, uh, for lack of a better label, um, I have that kind of, I guess, artist spirit, right? And I feel like the types of people who have, you know, that artist spirit that get drawn into sort of these pursuits, like, uh, they're not corporate people, but you, but being in this you you do encounter corporate people that are doing and pursuing the same thing you are and i just can i feel like that's a battle that you just have to fight you know um it's just it's unavoidable you know what i'm saying it's it's just part of it right but like there's a lot of corporate people who pose as being sort of you know one of one of us you know and it's okay to be a commercial artist you know i'm not i'm not i'm not saying there's a difference just because you're a commercial artist doesn't mean you're a corporate person. You know what I'm saying? Just because you can play nice um, with corporations doesn't necessarily uh, that that's that doesn't indict you necessarily. Um, you can still be one of us. You know what I mean? You can still be uh, an artist, right? And be and be able to sort of operate and navigate that sort of corporate corporate side of it for sure but I'm saying that there are a lot of people who look like uh, us you know for those who listen who are creatives and and if you're not a creative you are one of us you know you're part of the society you know you're part of the mutual vibration society you're here so you're one of us (laughs) but for those that create um, you I'm pretty sure that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure people listening know. um, And if they don't know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to break it down and and, and provide some clarity. Uh, There are two types of people, right? Don't you hate motherfuckers that say that there's two types of people? No, there's not. There's lots of types of people. But there are two main types of people um, who get into creative pursuits in in work. Um, I feel like main you know there's other types right but the two main big prominent types are sort of the people that are again the people with the artist spirit the people who sort of got into this you know and they're able to sort of use uh 
their talent and their passion um, and make some money and hope, you know, from time to time, maybe have, you know, maybe have good sustainable careers. Um, And then and then you have those that are creating, um, but doing it um, with sort of a corporate mentality who, you know, this for them, it's mostly about, you know, it's mostly about succeeding uh, the same way you will succeed inside of an office building, you know. Um, and of course, I don't know if this is picking up, uh, but this is a jacked up episode, but I don't know if you can hear uh, my washing machine in the background because it's loud as fuck. Uh, but uh, I didn't decide to use the washing machine for, 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 for reference. Um, my... My parents decided to use it because my mom was over here while I was away in Atlanta. Um, she would watch uh, my son the days that I would have typically been watching him. But obviously, because I was away doing some writing, uh, she was here to watch him. So she was she's using the the washing machine. So if that noise is being picked up, um, that's what that is. <laughs> Uh, and actually, I'm keeping it in. I'm not editing it because, again, um, fuck it. So uh, I do. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna have this episode go on because I do want to be. Uh, uh, I want to be fair to the ears of my listeners, <laughs> and I don't want to have them listen to 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 the washing machine in the background as I talk. Uh, if it's even picking it up um, for too long, um, but I will say this as I try to probably wrap this up, um, go and see All Jacked Up and Full of Worms. It's streaming right now on Screenbox. It's only like an hour and 10 minutes, I think, or 11 minutes. Um, it's very quick. Um, it's a fun movie. Definitely check it out. Um, if you can find uh, uh, Project Wolf, uh, was it Project Wolf Hunting? If you can find that, uh, definitely. And that one's a little bit more hard to track down. It's out there. I mean, I, I, I found it, um, um, but that's also a fun movie. Um, read, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, definitely if you, if you want to spend the money, uh, go, go pick up Tarantino's new cinema speculation book. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna pick up, um, maybe I'll talk about that on an episode. Um, probably we shall see. Um, my washing machine is loud as fuck. Yes. And I'm actually, um recording this in my garage uh so yeah um i'm about i don't know 45 or so minutes in to the episode so this will probably be my shortest episode because i'm definitely not gonna go two hours and i don't think i'm gonna go an hour um so yeah um i feel like i'll be back uh next week with a guest most likely um, to be talking about some more dope films. But yeah, um, as always, I don't know how to end podcasts. So uh, this is the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. You know why I had a rap? Yup. Cut it without. Yup. They say crap.
crack Why you trapping so hard Don't count universal gifts I'm just stacking my cards Smoking Cali in Chicago Just doing my part I'm so up I left my cap on the star And yeah both of them charged This ain't no buy one get one I use most of my charm You Billy Ocean with the lotion Dick broken in arms Lion King I was rooting for Scar Put the troops in the car Can't lie sometimes It's useful to starve Huh She just amused for my art I had the juice from the start Just didn't know it Bitch I'm Jesse Owens uh, And we can never vouch for pesky rodents If he a soldier It's best we notice Then check his folder I'm kicking ass They had to hold me back I did some dumb shit But I ain't paying for a OnlyFans Nah I ain't paying for a OnlyFans I'm kicking ass They had to hold me back I did some dumb shit But I ain't paying for a OnlyFans On the back road creeping 7 a.m. She was warming up pizza on some weird shit. Gather round to hear this. Don't let nobody rob you of your magic. Gatekeepers holding fake status. We up now, a state fatter. Hear your soul, cause escape matters. We gon' split it like division. Got your bitch up in my kitchen while I whip it. I took the bricks to Mississippi. Now this ain't no crooked eye. And we did the hump back in my Jeep. Hop out looking fried. Foot wearing the jeans. I think it's muffin time. Six, seven, eight. We don't discuss the five. And give me sandwich bag love, you better tuck the sides Shuck and jive, hey boss, should I tap dance? I'ma give him sauce, shoe. laugh about my culture I'ma slap you off that bar stool Protected by the gods around my neck, I wear a shark tooth This game, nigga, part two Yeah